Saints of Newark, maybe? Newark, I, I think that's what it's called. So, I, my my thing for the... I've been saying since we used to hang out with uh, with Big Pussy, the guy who played Big Pussy, whose mm-hmm. name is what? Vincent Pastor. Yeah. He he came to town for a, uh, a show at Ruth Eckert Hall. We became good friends, and I hung out with him in New York. He hung out with us here. He, uh, I think he started dating a girl that worked down here at his hotel that he was at. I don't know. And we, we came, became pretty tight for a little while. And uh, he was like, I want you to help me. I w- I'm thinking about putting together a stage show about The Sopranos. So we get like four or five guys from The Sopranos. And we just go out and tell stories. So I wrote it up and I said, here's, here's how we do it. It was going really good. And then I said, what you really need to do is do a movie. You know, David Chase, he goes, I don't know. Chase always talks about doing the movie, but we're all too old now. You know, and this is before... Gandolfini died. Right. And I said, no, you do a prequel. You do a prequel, and you can be old now and talk about, and really it's about how Johnny Boy Soprano, Tony's father, you know, worked his way up and became the boss. And he was like, that'd be pretty good. And I go, yeah, yeah. But instead, the uh, movie is about uh, Dickie Moldesanti, who was Christopher's father. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know a lot about Dickie. I don't remember. I haven't watched Sopranos in a long time. I was watching it last night. Well, I do remember the one episode. I mean, they talked about him and stuff, but I remember the one episode uh, where Christopher went and killed the guy who he thought killed his father. Evidently, Jilly hired this cop to kill his father, and that cop retired that night, and Tony told him where he was, and Christopher went and killed him. But they give you a good background about Dickie Moltisanti in that episode. I was like, oh, so you pretty much have to rewatch the Sopranos before you go see that movie to really get it and enjoy it. Right. And I wonder how the continuity is going to be, if it's really going to hold up. Uh, I, I like to uh, give you a heads up on people on social media sometimes to follow. Usually it's girls, to be honest with you. But um, there's a former hockey player who played for the New York Rangers and a couple other teams uh, named Sean Avery, who many people hated in the hockey world because he was kind of dirty. He is on Snapchat, and he is the funniest goddamn thing ever on Snapchat. It was better when he was watching the hockey playoffs and the Stanley Cup and doing commentary. I remember you playing somebody was just ripping the guys and ripping the guys. And he is like he's real metrosexual, so he'll uh, you know he's sitting there screaming at the TV and yelling. Then the next snap is him and he's wearing the eye pads under his eyes, like to tighten up his skin. And he just doesn't care. And his big thing is in New York City years ago. They came up with a bike lane. They they have a bike lane because traffic is so bad and it's hard to get around. And the biking would keep people out of cars, so they put the bike lane. But unfortunately, because there's so much traffic, people just park in the bike lane. They put their hazards on. He videos. He's not a very big guy. But him approaching the uh, people in the bike lane, and it is hilarious. He pulled up to a guy the other day. He rolled up in the back. He stops. He's got his camera videoing. And he's like, "Hey, you fat f!" And the guy, and the guy's got to be like a thirty-something-year-old big guy. And the guy puts aside. He goes, "You talking to me?" He goes, "Yeah, you stupid fat f! Don't you know this is the bike lane?" And the guy's like, "What do you want from me? I'm just a delivery guy." The other guy parked the car, and he's like, "Hey, other other stupid fat f! This stupid fat f!" Said, "Oh my god, he blows my mind." But that's a guy who's just not afraid to fight. Not anyone. Oh, although he never gets to fight, so he go he smokes cigarettes. So he would go out in between periods and smoke outside his house. And and drunk, you know, millennials would walk by, and they were like, one guy walked by, and he said, "Hey, buddy," and he goes, "Hey, man," and he goes, "Hey, can I uh, can I bum a singer off a cigarette off you?" And he goes, "You know what? I knew you were going to ask me that. I could see it in your face. You saw me. <laughs> you were going to get one of mine." And he's like, "Can I get one?" He goes, "No, you can't get one." Oh, dude, he's he's wonderful. I love uncomfortable, and he just doesn't give a crap. And I'm trying so I want I don't want to just get him on the show. I want to be his best friend. Yeah, yeah I hang yeah. out with him. Yeah, I talked to Pete. Pete's like I could probably get him on the show. I'm like I don't want him on the show. I want him to come down here and and be mean to people. And right. how he's not how they haven't given this guy a radio show or at least a podcast or something is ridiculous. They had to make the Sean Avery rule in the NHL because he's so dirty. He would go in front of the goalie and wait for like a you know a shot like to chip it in. Yeah, and he would turn it's around and cherry wave. picking. Well, he would cherry pick, but then he would turn around and he would wave. His stick in front of the goalie's face to distract the goalie, so sure. the other guy could score. Yeah, and they had to say no, and it's now called the Sean Avery rule. <laughs> it's great. I, I love the guy, and I know a lot of you hockey guys are like, "How could you love him? He's such a douche." I love him. He's fantastic. Uh, it is time to check in with Galvin. That is you. That is me. And you've got 
today's news. I do. Do you? And now, news with Galvin on the Mike Kelta Show. I was just uh, asking Carmen to get something for breakfast. Uh-huh. And I wanted her to get me... I can't say it again. Oh, I wanted her to get me an English muffin. <laughs> okay. And I could not... I kept going, I want an Egg McMuffin mm-hmm. with butter. And she's mm-hmm. like, so you want me to go to McDonald's? I'm like, no, right next door here. And she goes, oh, so you just wanted to make an egg and cheese? I go, no, just an Egg McMuffin. I'm like yelling at her. Just an Egg McMuffin. Right, right. Uh, yeah. English muffin. English muffin. <laughs> yeah. I could not get it out. You like the nooks and crannies? Oh, oh in there. butter goes in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I haven't had an English muffin forever. I just looked in the menu and it said English muffin and I said, That's it. That's Sometimes than, it hits you. Better than toast. Never know. <laughs> what do we have in news today, Galvin? A Japanese fire official says that 13 people have been confirmed dead and 10 others presumed dead in a suspected arson at a popular animation production studio in Kyoto. Uh, we have some pictures Ooh, I was up. Just there. Uh, were you? Yeah. Uh, some pictures up on Bone TV. A fire department official says 36 others have been injured, some of them critically. He says firefighters found around 13 people dead on the first and second floors and later found 10 more people presumed dead on the top floor of a three story building. Firefighters were still searching inside the building in case anyone else was left behind. The man suspected of That's starting awful. the fire on yeah. Thursday was also injured and being treated at the hospital. Jesus. Wow. Uh, I, I didn't go there, obviously, but I was just in Kyoto. Yeah, I would imagine there is a uh, a lot of animation places over there. I don't, I don't sure, recall yeah. seeing that, but uh, uh, it, oh, now, that's a hell of a fire. Yeah. Now, this guy killed all these people by setting the uh, place on fire, and they're treating him and stuff. Once he's found guilty, what do you do? Uh, you set him on fire. Yeah. 100%. You put him in the building, light the building on yeah. fire. Yeah. That would really stop people from doing dumb crimes, I think. Uh, yeah. Like, like, we used to always, I say this all the time, when we were in high school, and we were going to do bad things. We'd always want to know what would be the, like, what happens if we get caught? Right. Are we going to go to jail? Are we going to have to pay a fine? Like, we get off? What's mm-hmm. going to happen? So you really got to think, well, I want to go and I'm going to beat this guy with a tire iron. And they go, okay, but if you get caught, then somebody's going to beat you with a tire iron. You're like, I don't want to do that. That's a good deterrent, I think. Yeah. So I'll you, just punch him with my fist. So you stab somebody six times? All right. Well, here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> and then we double it on the way back. Yeah. yeah. Now you're 12 times. Until or, the one time they yoke you up and they're like, all right, we're going to beat you with this bat. And you're like, what? I was just walking home mm-hmm. from the park. Mm-hmm. Or we have six different people stab you once. Oh, <laughs> I like that. And just run up and stab you. Dude. Uh, Trump was out uh, talking, and he it's was talking. President talk- Trump, Pres- Donald Trump, <laughs> President Donald Trump. You're next thing you're gonna call him the guy who occupies the White House. Oh, T Bone uh-huh. was uh, no, that's T Bone's Tony. You can't call yeah, him no. T Bone. Uh, he was out uh, giving a speech, and he was talking about Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. and uh, the crowd eventually broke out into "Send Her Back" chants. Uh, we have some video yeah, up I on mean, TV. I got to tell you, Boy. this is this is where it gets dangerous to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Listen to it, but it's. He's getting people behind him on this. Yeah. Watch this. Here we go. And she looks down with contempt on the hardworking Americans, saying that ignorance is pervasive in many parts of this country. <laughs> and obviously, a little bit there. and importantly, Omar has a history of launching vicious anti Semitic. Screens. All of them chanting. Dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. I watch this, and I don't particularly like her. I feel like she's very negative. I, she has definitely said some anti-Semitic things. She is. Uh, she is an American citizen. She's uh came over here from Somalia, mm-hmm. and uh, when they she's the only one out of the squad that they can actually send back somewhere. Everybody else was born here, I believe. But anyway, uh, I am I am all for the whole thing of if you don't like it here, leave. I don't care. I'm not saying go back to your own country. There's several black people who have been in the news saying our whole lives we've been hearing that if you don't like it, go back to Africa. Yeah, I, I don't think they had a choice. A lot of the, a lot of the ones that came over here from Africa weren't invited over here. They were kidnapped and brought over. It's a big difference. I don't say go back to your own country. I just go get out of here. If I go into a right. restaurant, I don't like the restaurant, I leave the restaurant. Sure, I'm not going to sit there and cry about it. And it's the same as a lot of people, oh, if Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. Okay, yeah. well, go. go. Yeah, I fully, I fully believe in freedom of speech, and you should be allowed to say the things that you don't like about this country and what like, you would like to do to help change it. But I feel like that uh, that the four of them have just been constant negativity 
without any solutions. And it and they always say Trump is the one dividing the country. I believe it's an equal division between the two of them. They they hate him so much that they they forgot. And I'm talking about both sides. They hate each other so much that instead of the American people, the four of them have turned it into we hate Trump and we're going to do whatever we can to derail him. And that's not good for America. If you really care about America, that's not good. Right. And now he's spending time taking them down and doing that stuff. You've got got, uh, a potential to have him in there for four more years. Rally up behind whoever you think is going to be the person to beat him and, and conduct a positive a campaign and and convince the American people that that's the right thing to do. Doing this is what divides this country. Now, you know that Ilhan Omar is uh, from Somalia, but she is a U.S. citizen. Anything else you know about her? Uh, she uh, wears fancy hats all the time. Uh-huh. Anything else? Um, I, I know she's from Minnesota. Have you heard the theory that she married her brother? I, what? You know what? I did hear that, <laughs> and I don't know. Well, somebody asked Trump about it. Of course, the way they wrote this article is Trump brings up a, a reporter asked him about it, and this is what he had to say. But, of course, this is furthering it more. Uh, here is Trump talking about uh, Ilhan Omar, whether she married his her brother. Well, there's a lot of talk about the fact that she was married to a brother. I know nothing about it. I hear she was married to a brother. You're asking me a question about it. Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure that somebody would be looking at that. So he's putting it out there without actually putting it out there. He's saying, I, I heard it. I mean, you're <laughs> saying it. I mean, I'm sure someone's going to be looking into that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> did she actually marry? Rumors say that she did, uh, that she did sort of circulated since 2016 when Omar became the first Somali American elected to the House of Representatives and can be traced by an allegation uh, on a Somali blog. That was seized upon by the conservative media. Mm. I, I have to tell you, I don't, I don't. If whatever goes on in Somalia, if they were like, you must marry your brother, and she's like, okay, you know, I don't know. Nah. I, that's this is not. I if somebody married their brother in Somalia, I think there's a bigger picture there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I grow I up and be like, I want to marry you. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Republican Senator Rand Paul objected Wednesday to an attempt to pass the uh, bill funding 9-11 first responders' health care unanimously, arguing that passing such a long-term bill without offsetting the cost would contribute to the national debt. The delay presents another hurdle in the dramatic fight to secure funding for the September 11th Victim Compensation Fund, despite Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's continued reassurances that it would be fully funded. Uh, Here is Rand Paul on the floor and then the reaction from advocate John Stewart, who is on Fox News. Here it is up on Bone TV. Check this out. Any new spending that we are approaching, any new program that's going to have the longevity of 70, 80 years should be offset by cutting spending that's less valuable. We need to at the very least have this debate. I will be offering up an amendment if this bill should come to the floor, but until then I will object. John Stewart, your reaction to this? It's it's absolutely outrageous, and you'll pardon me if I'm not impressed in any way by Rand Paul's fiscal responsibility virtue signaling. Uh, Rand Paul presented tissue paper uh, uh, avoidance of the $1.5 trillion tax cut that added hundreds of billions of dollars to our deficit. And now he stands up at the last minute after 15 years of blood, sweat, and tears from the 9-11 community to say that It's all over now. Now we're going to balance the budget on the backs of the 9-11 first responder community. Brett, this is about what kind of society do we have. At some point, we have to stand up for the people who have always stood up for us. Do you think John Stewart is interested in running for office? I don't know. Because this really seems to be the one thing that he's really compassionate about Mm -hmm. and is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Because really... The firefighters were, were about to get screwed. The 9-11 first responders were about to get screwed. And the attention brought on by John Stewart. I'm one of my best friends is a, a former New York City firefighter who had to uh, leave uh, because of uh, he's got lung problems. Uh, but he's still, I, I don't know, he does. he's retired, but he still works in an office, I think. But he um, he would tell me, he was like, you know, John Stewart's the only one that's really being the mouth of this. And without him... It's they're kind of like kind of pushing it push it away, right? And uh, he should be. I mean, he should be he's super an, proud of himself. Yeah, he's an intelligent guy. He's uh, you know well spoken and uh, really only kind of pops up now for important things. You know, you don't really yeah. see him too much. No. But whenever you do see him, it's about things about like this. Right. This is not him trying to use this to get more fame for himself. Right. He truly cares about the people. 
And instead of just sitting there going, it's a damn shame, he's like, let's do something about it. He's leading by example. I think this is, I think it's wonderful that they have a spokesman that is as dedicated because they're, they were getting screwed. Uh, Mexican drug lord El Chapo was sentenced Wednesday to life in prison plus 30 years and was ordered to pay $12.6 billion in forfeiture. Uh, it was likely the last time he will be seen in public before going to Colorado's Supermax prison. Now, do you know, do you, do you hear what they want to do with this $12.6 billion? What? They want to use that money to fund the wall. Mm-hmm. They're uh, trying to say that they're going to seize that money and use the the, the money to build the uh, border wall. It'd be interesting. Who would be mad at that? Uh, I don't think they're ever really building that wall, right? Like, I mean, I know I that they know. have. It's we're <laughs> three years into the four years, <laughs> yeah, and they keep saying they have some. Like, hey, here's wall. a little bit over here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> Water. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. other people's land. <laughs> I think it'd be better if they just <laughs> use the money to increase the border patrol. That seems to be yeah. the best yeah, thing. Right. What do I know? I'm not there. It's it's hard for me to care as much about the illegal immigrants because it doesn't nearly affect me as as, as much as it does in the in the border towns and the border cities in uh, Texas and Los Angeles. I don't, uh, you know, we don't see it like they do in California and, and in Texas. So yes, obviously it affects the economy of the whole country, but we're not seeing it in our face every day like they are. Right. Uh, Massachusetts prosecutors on Wednesday dropped a criminal case against actor Kevin Spacey a week after a man who accused him of assault pleaded the fifth on the witness stand. District Attorney Michael O'Keefe said the decision was made, quote, due to the unavailability of the complaining witness, according to a court filing. Uh, Spacey, who is 59, had faced criminal charge of indecent assault and battery in connection with the July 2016 incident where he was accused of groping a young man at a bar in in Nantucket. Uh, The former House of Cards star had pleaded not guilty and faced up to five years in prison if he was convicted. That was on the young, the young kid. I guess, yeah. yeah. Where he was in the barn, gave him. The what old, do you think that's about? That now he's pleading the fifth. All of a sudden, paid because, off. He doesn't have yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. Or, or yeah, and just paid off and then move on now. Yeah. 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 He really ruined his his career. I mean, you don't see they dropped him off that show, and yeah. you don't see him doing anything. And he was a good actor. Do you think he comes back? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think everybody comes back now because without a conviction, it's it's hard to say. Well, look what he did. Well, he didn't. Right. Because even Mel Gibson's doing movies, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and think about Mel Gibson was one of the most blatant Oof. Hollywood screw ups ever because he had the first thing with the cop. He called her sugar tits uh-huh. and then he went off on the Jews forever. And just when you thought that that was going to die down, he had that verbal attack against his girlfriend yeah. right. uh, where he was screaming at her like a lunatic, screaming the N word. Oh, he wanted to get she was going to get raped by a pack of N words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet he's able to work. Yeah, that's crazy. Robert Downey Jr. I thought was never going to work again. Like I thought he was done because he was so all drugs and crazy and yeah. getting arrested all the time. Not really anything that was against other people, but it was just like, okay, well, I guess he's just done, and then winds up becoming a huge, huge, huge A <laughs> list actor. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I don't, I don't. I'd like to see who makes it out of this. Who can't, comes out of the Me Too thing? Like the way I was thinking about this yesterday. One of the most surprising. Me Too people to me was Charlie Rose. One yeah. of the most boring people on television. One of the most serious news guys. No frills. And he gets off of his PBS show and gets onto the morning show. And him and Gail King are doing things. Morning show for intellectuals. And you're like, hey, you know, he's really... he's Charlie Rose is really kind of getting back into the public eye again. And then all these allegations came out about him being a creep. Right. And now he's out. Now he's back in the nowhere. Uh, what about... Uh, what's his name that was on the... Uh was it Good Morning America? Uh, Good Morning Oh, Matt, uh, Matt. Lauer. Yeah. He'll, he knows not come back at all. He's done. Done. But he has enough money where he's like, okay, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, he's done. And, That's fine. But he lost his family. Yeah. He lost his wife. He lost his home in New Zealand. Oh. Remember, he was going to build a home in New Zealand, but in order to build a home there, you have to apply to the government. And they were like, mm, no, we don't think so. This is just the most elaborate where in the world is Matt Lauer. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if you heard about this. Tampa-based community radio station WMNF yes. uh, is uh, stepping up cybersecurity after its computer systems were hobbled by ransom-seeking hackers last month. Did you read about I did, this? I did, yeah. Interim general manager said the ordeal began on uh, June 18th when a programmer noticed a computer in one of the studios was acting strangely. The station then received a digital message saying, your files have been encrypted, pay us, and you can have them back. 
It's known as ransomware attack, a common form of cybercrime where hackers install a malicious code rendering a victim's data useless until they pay for a digital key to decrypt it. The station did not pay the ransom, instead reported the attack to Florida law enforcement. So I guess I, I think a lot of those guys are the same guys that call you and say, um, you know, your social security number has been reported and you're going to jail unless you send us uh, money. I think a lot of those hacker things are real remedial. Like if you're attacking MNF, if you attack the power company, right. then you might have a problem. But yeah. I think these are just uh, yahoos from another country. Probably, yeah, because I was going to say, nobody could do that to us. I dare you no, to try. No, no. Do it to Galvin. There's don't do no it to way me. You can do it. I don't no, want no, to. No, no, I'm saying the station. There's no way you can do I, it. I'm out. I do not <laughs> listen. That does not stand for me. <laughs> oh, something popped up right now. I'd freak <laughs> out. No, no, no. No. I'm going to tell you right now, when Long Ha... My old engineer opened my CD tray (laughs) remotely. I was like, they can do anything. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, Long, this is ridiculous. It's invasion. He goes, why? Why invasion? I go, what if you open that tray while I was down by the thing and it hit me in the eye and I went blind? And he goes, you don't go blind from tray. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. Forget it. This is terrible. Now show show me how to do it. (laughs) A woman in England recently found some weird symbols drawn on her sidewalk in chalk. Uh, so she posted on a community Facebook forum about it and asked what they were. There was a bunch of them, and they all looked the same. Each one was a circle with a single line drawn out from the center. We have a picture up on both TV. Can I guess what it is? Yeah, you can guess what that is. Uh, no. Kind of looks like a clock with only one hand instead yeah. of two. Other people on the forum immediately said it was burglars casing the place. That's what I was going to say. And though. the drawings were there to remind them which houses to rob. Yeah. So she freaked out, called the cops, but then one of the other's neighbors saw the post and explained what it really was. Any guesses? Uh, kids? Something to do with kids? Yeah. Something to do with kids? Yeah. Hopscotch? Turned out to be a bunch of little kids just drawing butts. Yeah. <laughs> butts? Yeah. <laughs> it's just butts. Although, listen to me, uh, I have a tattoo on my arm. That looks like a butt? That looks like a butt. <laughs> it, is a, it is a hobo uh, symbol. Right. And there is a string of hobo symbols from back when the hobos used to ride the rails and they'd show up in a different town and they'd walk around and they'd look for symbols on, uh, you know, on or near around the house that they were casing and the symbols would be left by other hobos and they would tell you if that house, if you're looking for work, then it would tell you if there was a compassionate woman there, if there was a mean guy there, if it had an angry dog, uh, it would tell you if you should go in there and be religious. Did you get, you got the idea from, uh, whatchamacallit, Mad Men or no? I, I've known about it uh, for a long time, but Mad Men, uh, the Mad Men episode was the thing that I really, uh, made me really appreciate it. And then I started looking them up online and seeing what they what they have. Um, I, I was going to get uh, an angry man lives here. But I'm not really angry. Right. So I, instead, I got man with a gun lives here. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good warning. Yeah. I could have got an angry man lives here. Yeah. He doesn't have a gun. He's just right. angry. He'll just yell at you. <laughs> I, have, I have an angry man. I mean, a man with a gun lives here, which is a triangle with arms. And uh, then Tracy Guns from, from LA Guns, he launched uh, his new band. And that was their, that was their right. logo. Yeah. And then the only time I've ever seen it was our buddy Dino, who's the handyman. He was walking out of my house one day, and I was like, where'd you get that? <laughs> like, I've never seen it on anybody else, and in one week, three people had it. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. If you ever want to look at it, just Google uh, hobo symbols, and there's a lot of them, and you know, you might want to be aware of it. it. It also, in addition to the hobos, it used to be used for um, Nazis, so they would tell you which houses were safe to hide in, where, where, where the Jews can go, right, and, they can, yeah. you know, and this house was somebody that would help you, this house was somebody that was mean, you know. Uh, I would imagine a lot of people on the run... We're looking for those signs. Sometimes it's just butts. Yeah. Butts, just yeah. Yeah. butts. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty funny story. A drunk guy in Daytona Beach got arrested after he almost let his five-year-old son drown while teaching him how to swim. That's not the funny part. The funny <laughs> part is in the news story what the guy had to say about it and why he was doing it. Check it out. We have it up on Bone TV. Here we go. It is illegal for anyone to jump off of the Main Street Pier here in Daytona Beach, but that's exactly what witnesses say John Bloodsworth was doing Monday night, all while his child was struggling to swim in a deep part of the ocean near the pier. And I said, I can't take this no more. So I went down to the pier, down on the sand, and confronted him myself. Mitch Brown is a former Georgia state trooper. He's on vacation in Daytona Beach with his family. He says they were having dinner on the Main Street Pier Monday night. And we were sitting right here at this table. When they noticed a child trying to bob above the waves on the side of the pier. The little kid was out here by himself, completely by himself. There was nobody around him, no adults. 
Mitch says others were watching as Bloodsworth would tumble from That's the pier, the swim past his child, oh. and then throw him into the waves while yelling at him to learn to swim. <laughs> Fed up, the former trooper decided to confront the man. I said, you're coming with me one way or the other. Mitch brought him to a Daytona Beach police officer who later arrested him. According to a Volusia County Beach safety report, Bloodsworth claimed he was trying to teach his son to swim. The officer who arrested him says the father was clearly intoxicated. The kid was already visibly upset and crying and, and uh, didn't want to be there. Bloodsworth is now facing child abuse and disorderly intoxication in public charges. While at the Volusia County Beach Safety Headquarters, Bloodsworth allegedly told investigators that he was going to jail for being awesome. And he would come back to the pier every day to jump off. <laughs> he was going to jail for being awesome because he was throwing his kid in water where he couldn't swim and yelling at him, learn how to swim. I never understood that. If people say, oh, yeah, my daddy taught me to swim, just threw me in the lake and said, swim, boy. Right. I was like, oh, no. no. I watched my kids sink right to the bottom when they jump in the pool when they I, didn't know how to swim. I took swim lessons and uh, I went from one day because i already knew how to swim yeah. i started out as a minnow i was a shark by the end. oh man watch out <laughs> i mean that's what you, that's what happens when you put a 22 year old in there <laughs> my nephew dylan's a couple of years older than my son and dylan knew how to swim pretty well yeah and then joey when he was like five he kept or maybe younger like four kept insisting that he can swim like dylan i'm like joey you have to wear the vest dylan doesn't wear the vest dylan knows how to swim i can swim i can swim and he jumped in the water and he sunk right to the bottom. Oh. And I had to reach in and pull him out. And he gets out and he looks at me and goes, Daddy, you were right. I don't know how to swim. You were correct. <laughs> you were right. Uh, uh, this is pretty awful. A guy in Kentucky went to an optometrist because he thought he had something stuck in his eye. Thought maybe it was sawdust or something. No. Turned out no, to be. I don't want to know. A tick. Uh, yeah. We have a picture up on Bone TV of the tick. Uh, on his Ugh. One of the worst things that's ever happened to me ever in my life. I was probably 25 years old, maybe, and I was at home watching TV, going to have some hot dogs. Oh, yeah, I got a hot dog, got it ready, sitting there on my plate. I bit into it. I sat it down, and I looked, and there was a tick on it just going, uh, yeah, oh, uh, it was the worst. Oh, that's, that's so gross. gross. Yeah, I could barely finish the rest of the hot dogs. <laughs> A golfer at a U.S. amateur event shot what? What is a good score for a golfer? Seven. Seven? I don't know. I don't go golf. 90? 89? <laughs> uh, 90, 89? I don't know. So I'm sticking with seven. I shot, shot, I shot about an 80 on the first eight holes. Yeah? He shot a 202. <laughs> Which That's about me. Might be a record for the worst yeah. round ever. Apparently, he got frustrated early in the uh, in the round after some bad luck, so he just ran up the score. Uh, he wound up getting a two o two. That's me though. Like if I'm, I don't ever play the score because I'm terrible. Uh-huh. But I'm after a while, I'm like I'm just gonna keep going until I get this in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, in Tin Cup, where he just keeps on shooting. <laughs> They're like, guy, just, yeah. just drop it. Uh, from up there. Such a good, such a good scene. Yeah. At, that whole movie is great. Don Johnson's great in there. Chief Marin's great in there. Kevin Costner, of course. Rene Russo. Uh, did you get anything good from Amazon Prime? Did you? I know you were looking. Did you wind uh, up buying anything? I mean, got TV. The TV. Um, I don't know. My wife seems to have struck all sorts of deals. So I walked in the house. I was like, Jesus. Well, <laughs> if you're a, uh, a person that's into cameras and you like uh, photography and stuff, you may have gotten some good deals because Amazon discounted a wide range of camera gear for Prime Day this week. But some photographers scored what may be the best deals of their lives. Thanks to a pricing error, many people were able to purchase high-end camera gear bundles, some worth over $10,000. What? For just around $94. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have a picture up on Bone TV. Look, they have that camera that's $5,500 for $94. Camera for $2,000 for $94. And then that lens camera thing that's $13,000 for $94. Holy cow. Yeah. Does it say how many people purchased them? Well, somebody put it up on another site that said uh, it's some sort of uh, deal of the week website or something. And so a bunch of people jumped on it. Holy Ooh. cow. Yeah, but Are you getting crazy. it? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, you, what, you advertise it. Amazon doesn't care. Yeah, that's so rich. what that's going to break them. Yeah, yeah, but they <laughs> so, got all these uh, big uh, bundles of different photography. Amazon's so rich that if you call their customer service and complain about something, and you go, uh, "Yeah, I didn't get this thing in two days," and they go, "Okay, we'll re- refund your shipping," and you go, "Yeah, but I mean, I paid for two, you know, Prime for two day, and now you're not going to do Prime. You should refund my Prime money." And they go, "Okay, we'll give you back." Like they just give you back money. Yeah. Yeah. I had two Prime accounts going at one time. And I didn't realize it. I had one signed in with my phone number and one signed in with my email. 
And when I realized that I called to combine the two, and my brother was like, "Tell him you want to, tell him you want the rest of that, you know, the money for that one." You had two, and I was like, "No, I don't care." And then she actually said to me, "We'll refund you the money for that." I was like, "Oh, yeah." They don't care. They're so rich, they don't care. They're nice. You just give them. You just tell them what you want. They'll give you the money back. I'll drive it over to your house right now. And I and I like them. I like them so much that I don't abuse their uh, their system. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I they mailed me something one time. I called them. I said I never got it, and it was only like seven dollars. And they go, okay, we'll refund you the money. And I was like, thank you. And then it came. And I was like, oh, I got it. Take your $7 back. And they were like, no, that's okay. You keep it. So oh, nice. Oh. Uh, Diane, good morning. It says your friend had a experience with Kevin Spacey? Yes. He was actually working in Hollywood and movies and TV and sound. And he was at some um, well-known bar sitting there. And Kevin Spacey was sitting next to him. And they struck up a conversation and... Um, used to be a really good-looking guy. This was in the early 90s, and um, Kevin Spacey offered to buy him a drink, and then he said, sure, you know, he didn't think anything of it, and then he, Kevin Spacey put his hand on his hand, and, you know, normally, sometimes you'll just, like, touch someone's hand or arm when you're having a conversation, but he left it there a little longer than you normally would. Was was your friend gay? No. Oh. But he was a really good-looking guy back then. Yeah. So, well, you know yeah. what? Back then. Yeah. Now, now he's gross. <laughs> you, know, you know what the funny thing is, is that um, because it's gay, everybody's like, oh, it's so weird. I don't know. But the guys do that to girls all the time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can yeah. I buy you a drink? Let me touch your hand. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, uh, well, he feels a little uncomfortable, so he just kind of was like, okay, we'll see ya. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, honey. If you're at a bar and an actor you like... Like I like John Travolta. Bradley Cooper. All right, Bradley Cooper, who you don't know if he's gay or not. That's mm. that was a rumor for a little while. They make rumors about all those guys. He's, he's, <laughs> right, right. I don't think he's gay. He's all man. But he's uh, Galvin. Can I buy you a drink? And you're like, yeah, Bradley Cooper. I'll take a drink. Then uh, let me get another round. You got two drinks. And then Bradley Cooper kind of puts his hand down and it touches your leg and then he doesn't move it. And then he's still buying drinks and talking to you. Or you're like, I gotta go, Bradley Cooper. You're like, yeah, touch my leg. Who cares? No, whenever he touches my leg, I go, uh, hey. Uh, I'm. I don't. I'm not gay. Oh, he's like. Oh, me either. Sorry okay. about that. Well, yeah. don't touch my leg. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. If it was Travolta, and I was sitting there, and he's like, "Hey, Mike, tell me a little about yourself." We talk, and he buy me a drink. He put his hand down. He touched my leg. I'd be like, "As long as he's only touching my leg, I'm good there." Mm-hmm. If he started crawling across my knee, squeezes your cheeks. Go, oh, John, I can't. I'm straight. Oh my God, your yeah. thighs are so squishy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I like your thighs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, John, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a straight guy. Let me take on your knee. <laughs> All right, just my knee, though. I'm going to move up a little further. Oh, you got any change in your pocket? No. I like you, John DeVault. I do. Uh, so Bradley Cooper, does, we're talking, we're hanging out, and he puts his hand on his knee. I just go, hangover. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, come on. And then he asks you if you have any change in your yeah. pocket. I'm not Lady Gaga. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, uh, Galvin's. Hey, guy. That's yeah. my favorite. Guy. Uh, there is a viral sex tip going around oh. that uh, has been turned into a meme. It involves coconuts. Not actual coconuts. <laughs> the word coconut. All right. Have you heard about this, Carmen? Do you know? Yeah. Have you done this before? No. Oh, well, you may want to try it it out. (laughs) The tip is when the woman is on top is for her to spell out the word coconut with her hips. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All of a sudden, it's become very popular in the last two days. Like when I go down, I do the alphabet? (laughs) Right. That's the same thing. So whenever she's there, she does coconut, writes out coconut. Hmm. Uh, It's not a totally new idea. According to uh, Know Your Meme, the recent spike can be attributed to a Facebook group of Kenyan women. Oh, yeah. Well, they know the coconuts. That they have uh, up on Bone TV there. There is the post that they have, and then a bunch of people are talking about it. I guess some lady was asking about that uh, position, and they're like, oh, yeah, spell out coconut. That's what you do. Didn't Phoebe do this to Seth? Oh, oh I yeah, that was a grapefruit. Different fruit thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Uh, co- 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 yeah, I don't know. C- o- well, I would say go C and then reverse for O and then reverse for C, and then you're doing, you, you know. By the way, I spelled it wrong. Um, yeah. C-O-C-O. I like to play a game where you just spell words and I see if I can guess what you're spelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how when when guys are supposed to be doing the alphabet, mm-hmm. I'm spelling out how much longer is this going to take? <laughs> <laughs> I 
know. You'll never know what letter it is. But... I'm about to murder you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I can't feel my jaw. Uh, she's that like, oh, I'm sorry. Thing, that little thing under my tongue just tore. <laughs> uh, the face app that everyone is using to make them look older apparently is a privacy nightmare. Oh, it's run by a company no. in Russia that is uploading all the photos to a server, and you've given them uh, permission to do it. While it doesn't seem like they're actually doing anything bad with the pictures, there's nothing stopping them because you said, yeah, go ahead, Russia, yeah. take my picture. But it's the ones that you're giving them, right? They can't just invade your Well, album. they do have access to your yeah. Uh, yeah, photos. Well, you want to see 8,000 pictures of my kids? Right. Up. That's the thing. So yeah. I don't know exactly what's going on with but that. But then what, what's that other app, though, where you could put your face on somebody else? What, not, deep fakes? Deep yeah, fakes, the deep fakes. Well, fakes, now yeah. they got your face. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're doing yeah. crimes on security cameras. Right. You murdered Putin. Bam. Yeah. So whoever did mine, I'm really mad at you because oh. I didn't download it. it I didn't, yeah, I, did. I didn't do it. it I've so, seen a lot of good ones of you. Uh, the old people one? Yeah. Oh, There's I have. a couple have, floating around of you. I haven't seen any because I, I didn't do any. Yeah, I, I only saw the one that whoever did it. There's the one that looks like Hillary Clinton. Right. Then somebody uh, took the liberty of using your mugshot for one of them. Which is, oh, I love it, though. That's sad. It is sad because I thought <laughs> that's Carmen in, in uh, 40 years. Uh. She's going to get arrested for... Um, I don't know, stealing pudding from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. Pudding. Love pudding. Pudding, pudding beef. Uh, so this is interesting. If you heard the open letter rewind, I was talking about the people storming Area 51, and I said, what happens then? Are you going right. to... And he said, you know, somebody's going to try and bang an alien, oh, and we're yeah. all watching alien porn and stuff. <laughs> well, according to Pornhub, ever since the Area 51 raids started going viral, searches for alien porn have skyrocketed. Searches for Area 51 porn are up... 58,992% since a week ago, and searches for alien porn are up by 199%. Wow. Yeah. What does the alien porn That's weird. People are weird. I don't, anything, like, I don't like comedy in my porn. But yeah. anything that comes up, the Pokemon stuff, you know, the. Yeah, that, but that's different. That's no, like just not, dressing up. No, but I'm saying anything that comes up in society where yeah. we're talking about it, because everybody was talking about Pokemon and playing Pokemon, then, of course, you know, you have the Pokemon porn. Area 51, you know, everybody starts talking about yeah. that. If there's something else next week, you know, we'll be talking about that. There's probably a lot of people looking at granny porn now because they see all these old... <laughs> oh, not just now. You know? uh, yeah. <laughs> it's for everything. Um, are you aware of the, uh, the great comedy duo, the Smothers Brothers? Yes. Do you have that news? No, I was oh. going to tell you that. I forgot to tell you, you the, I saw it the other day. The Smothers Brothers, which you kids may not know, were pioneers in comedy. They're, they're brothers, mm -hmm. and they had a television show. And uh, Steve Martin was a writer oh, on there. So many, so many great uh, uh, people. Bob Einstein, who was uh, Super Dave. Super Dave was a writer on there. They were real um, political with comedy before you really were allowed to do that. Uh, not allowed, but you know. Anyway, they were they were. Um, pioneers and uh, i know that one of them lives here i think dick smothers lives here and i think i've interviewed him once before because he was doing something in town uh, years ago but uh both the smothers brothers will be reuniting at mccurdy's for a show in sarasota that i think i'd like to see yeah because you're not going to see much more of that i wouldn't imagine no, no. uh the yeah, Dick and Tom, the Smothers Brothers. He played I don't know a great uh, senator in Casino. Remember, he oh, was yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. he was good in that. Everybody was good in Casino. Oh yeah, I, and I don't love Casino, but everybody was really good. Don Rickles was great. Right, it's always interesting casting like that, where you're like, oh yeah, and that works. That yeah. you know that person works in that situation. Yeah, but that's interesting that uh, Smothers Brothers is going to be at McCurdy's. That's huge. Well, uh, according to uh, Jeff Abraham, who is a an agent for a lot of comedians, at old school and new school. They are putting together a um, like a, they're doing the club so that they could put together a big show. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, they said this is like one of the last ones they'll do here. Cool. Uh, Apple has unveiled uh, what is its next round of emoji emojis will look like. They're coming out this fall. In a major update, the holding hand emoji, typically used to represent a couple in relationship, users will now be able to select any combination of skin tone, addition to gender, oh, no. personalize the uh, people holding hands, oh, opening bro. up more than 75 possible combinations. But there's a bunch of other stuff. They have, like, robot arms on there. They've but got no a, guns. Still, a blind right? guy. they got yeah. skunk. They have people in wheelchairs. They've got a sloth. They've got uh, banjo. a banjo. Yeah. Waffles, yeah. flamingo. Do they have a sombrero wearing one yet? They have uh, the cowboy. I want a sombrero uh, for Taco Tuesday. Oh, okay. Well, I'll they have tacos. Dear Apple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I already wrote them. Trust okay. me. This is the new what words have been added to the dictionary. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah. New emojis. I don't use a lot of emojis. Have. I use the... You don't use emojis? I use a smile with a wink. Some emojis are fun. So I that people it. know that I'm I'm making a joke. I'm not trying to be a dick. I use <laughs> thumbs up a lot. You got to you gotta really tone it down with a thumbs up because people take it the wrong way. I don't thumbs up a lot. A lot of people take it the they right way, though. take the wrong way. Cool. Yeah. That's how I mean it, though. Yeah. So hurtful. Yeah. So and, hurtful. You know how you know that I mean it where I'm like, oh, that's cool, is whenever I do thumbs up and a smiley face. Yeah. Thumbs up and a smiley face. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks. <laughs> thumbs up, I'm like... Cool. <laughs> I also like to say uh, things and then put the upside down smiley face. Mm-hmm. Not really smiling about this. Kind of sarcastic. <laughs> that's what that means. I don't know whether that's what it really means. That's what I use. It means it for me now. That's what it is. Uh, Kevin Smith, who made one of the worst movies ever called Tusk, says that there are three Batmans in his Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but won't say which one. All right. So let me guess. Ben Affleck. Yeah, you think? Yeah, but they had the big falling no, out, so this is back together. All right, Ben Affleck, Michael Douglas. Uh, nope, Michael Douglas was never Batman. Michael Keaton, maybe. Oh, I mean Michael Keaton. Uh, Val uh, Kilmer. I don't know if it's Val Kilmer. No, I'm just naming Batman. Yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> George Clooney. Oh no, I know who. Okay, it's the dude from um, from uh, Cleveland Rocks. The uh, oh, he was on the show. The guy who's on. Uh, Oh, I know who you're talking about. Dieter. D- Dietrich Bader. Dietrich Bader, yeah. yeah. Dietrich Bader was the voice of Batman. I guarantee you that's one of them he's counting. Oh, also, uh, voice of Batman is, or voice, uh, no, he's voice Joker. Joker. Mark yeah. Hamill. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, who are the other? All right, so Christian Bale, no. Uh, Michael Keaton, maybe. Ben Affleck, probably. Um, not George Clooney. Not, who else? Bill Kilmer. Uh, Adam West is dead. Um, but if you're going cartoon stuff, you know. I don't know any of that. Yeah, I don't know who does the TV cartoon Batman. All I know is Adam West is dead, and he's the one that counts. Oh, Michael Keaton, Batman forever. Oh, no, I like Michael Keaton, Batman. Did you like uh, Val Kilmer? I didn't mind any of the Batman. I thought George Clooney was a good Batman. It's all, it's all about who's Bruce Wayne. Will Arnett was job. Batman in the Lego movies. Oh, and he's oh, in, yeah. He, yeah, it could be him. Um, what about Teen Titan? There's no Batman, I don't think. I think it's just No Robin. Batman, just Robin? Yeah. And then uh, Robert uh, Pattinson is the new Batman. Right. Can I tell you how happy and proud it made me when I was laying in bed with my daughter? She doesn't quite grasp Siri yet, but she is starting to use it. Sometimes I love just hearing her go, Siri, show me pictures of pretty cats. You know, it just makes me laugh. Last night, though, I was laying there, and I, and I hear her go, Siri, Search the internet for full episodes of Teen Titans, and I went, "Oh, that is that's what you want to hear from your kid." But do you remember when we were younger and we were like, "One day you're gonna be able to walk into a room and just say stuff to your TV, yeah, and yeah. show it, you know?" Yeah, and also like uh, we're able to like I had to wait a week to watch Happy Days. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was on uh, on Tuesday night, and I had to wait till next Tuesday to watch it. Now she could watch eight episodes in a row. I read a thing the other day where they said, "Do you remember when you were a kid and if you missed the TV show, it was just gone forever?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You just missed that TV show. It was gone. There was nothing you could do about it. Yep. Uh, three of the Game of Thrones actors who were nominated for Emmys submitted themselves because HBO didn't enter them for consideration. Really? Well, I mean, how many can you really enter? And, you know, I bet you, I bet you HBO wants Jon Snow, wants uh, Daenerys, and wants, like, one or two other people. And then the rest of them have to be on their own on that. Yeah, but they're That's like, why you have agents. That's well, what you do. Put yeah. myself up there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of nominating uh, stuff, isn't the uh, Best of the Bay voting coming out soon? Isn't that like August? Uh, the nominations, the nominee, the nominating I process. I think they went, went through out. that, yeah. yeah. And then I know that usually comes out like when we go on the cruise, like in September or so, like the end of right, September. Right, but I think like voting probably starts in August. I don't know. Yeah. I Yes, I'd like to win the award, but I'm not. I mean, no, it just made me think of it, you know, being. We uh, have to win now because last time we made Miguel and Holly win and then they took it too seriously. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Not. Give us yeah. any credit for making them win. Yeah. In fact, uh, I was talking to Holly about that, and I go, well, you're, I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, really? And there was some girl in there uh, in their office, and uh, the girl was like, I don't know who, who you are. And I go, I don't know who you are either. Boom. In your really? Face. In yeah. the office? Yeah. No, it was like a, a fan of theirs. Oh. Like, she was in there. You should have been like, I'm the guy that's going to stop them from winning this yeah. year. Like, so, so nominating is still going on. Voting begins August 1st. 
All right. Well, All there right. you go. You got a couple of weeks. There you go. Uh, this is pretty interesting. During a Q&A, comedian Anthony Jeselnik said that years ago, Louis C.K. had watched his show at the Comedy Cellar, and when Jeselnik came off stage, Louis said to him, quote, I love watching you because I try and guess your punchline, and I come up with my own that works, but it's different from yours. Jeselnik said that Louis, who was uh, due on stage next, then asked him if it would be okay if he tried some of his own punchlines to Jeselnik's setups on the same crowd just for fun. Jeselnik said that he told Louis it'd be an honor, but never expected Louis, who is trying to make a comeback, obviously, after the scandal and all this stuff, to keep using his material. Jeselnik <laughs> added, I see him six months later in Aspen Comedy Festival, and he's doing the effing jokes. Oh, uh, that's not what he asked. He said if I could go up there and do it for fun. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. not right. So uh, I don't know whether Louis's right. taking some of uh, Anthony Jeselnik's jokes. That's not right. Interesting. We'll mm. see what happens with that. Joe Rogan, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> you got to fight people again. I love Jeselnik. Yeah. Oh, he's very funny. Yeah. Uh, and finally, in news, officials in charge of a park in West Palm Beach, Florida, have been started to uh, play continuous loops of different children's songs to prevent the homeless from sleeping there overnight. <laughs> uh, some of the songs that they are playing, any guesses? Children's songs? Oh, I know. That. Yeah. yeah. The story. Uh-huh. Well, they've got the old classic... became huge so uh i know that but i did not know this one you may know this one i have never heard this of course i will uh this one which i think is fantastic and i think carmen's absolutely gonna love (laughs) it's raining tacos from out of the sky tacos no need to ask why just open your mouth you're trying to sleep yeah <laughs> it's blasting in your face it's uh, very cool unless you're homeless in a park <laughs> can i can we talk about that for a second sure i don't want homeless people sleeping on my front lawn okay okay i don't think anybody does right i also would help somebody who's legitimately homeless whatever way i can clearly you heard that by yesterday's show mm-hmm. but they are trying to play this at a convention center in florida a public convention center where nobody is at night and they are doing it to keep the homeless people from sleeping in the area that surrounds that convention center. That's just awful. That's just awful. They, they, like, they're human beings who already have to sleep on the floor. And right now, uh, in this hot weather, it's almost as bad as being cold. They're human beings who have no place to go, and they are sleeping on public property. And instead of finding some sort of solution for them, they're blasting kids' music at it to get them out. It's just yeah, cruel. I, like I open a cruel. like ro- open up a room for them so they can at least like yeah. Look, or, if you're not out of here by eight o'clock in the morning when business happens, we're gonna baby shark you out of here. I mean, I right. but to do but just to uh, do it while they're trying to sleep overnight when nobody's there. I, I get it. Nobody wants dirty, most likely drug addict and and mentally uh, challenged people hanging around their private property and it, it potential. It's a potential threat, a violence threat. A uh, you know you don't know if it's going to get something's going to get stolen. But uh, at the end of the day, these are human beings, and we're and we're just trying to chase them away from the one place that they found to sleep on the ground. Yeah, I think the big problem is is finding a solution. That's not the proper solution. That's a solution that they found. Yeah, so they keep it's, them it's but awful. you got to imagine that uh, you know they're going and having to clean up. There's probably a lot of people going to the bathroom. Yeah, and, I, look, I get it. Downtown Sarasota is beautiful. And when we play with the band in Sarasota, I get up in the morning and I drive most most of the time to the Starbucks that's in downtown Sarasota. And they don't have a uh, drive through so I'll park somewhere 
and get out. And there's some sort of municipal building across here. I don't know if it's a museum or if it's some sort of government building or something. But there's always homeless people around there. And it really, it, it it's a, a lot of rich people who like to sit outside and drink their coffee while a bunch of really dirty people come up and ask them for money and stuff. Right. And it's an odd, it's an odd situation. But it's it's life, and it's it's you can't. What are you going to do if you can't help these people? Blasting them with music while they're trying to sleep is not the is not the right answer. I don't know. I I just feel like it's really everybody's so uh, mad about illegal immigrants being detained in a in a room that they're calling a cage, and uh, you know, giving them they're coming over here illegally, and they're giving them food, and they're giving them a place to they're holding them to play. Oh, they're horrible, horrible, and here's. Uh, average American people who most likely are there because they don't have any uh, mental health help, they don't have any problem help with their with drug problems, or maybe they're just poor and they can't get a room. And instead of helping them, we blast music at them. I just think it's terrible. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. And how do they not want tacos? tacos. I know. <laughs> no need to ask. Well, I hear this while I'm just sleeping. I'm like, I gotta wake up and get tacos. Shall <laughs> let us meet cheese. Oh. Absolutely awful. <laughs> this is my favorite part, though. Shell meat, lettuce, cheese. Shell meat, lettuce, cheese. Shell meat. Cheese, 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 cheese. It's raining tacos. I like it. That I'm is a, it for news. I'm going to go to Sarasota. I'm going to round up all those homeless people. Uh-huh, and bring them tacos? I'm going to teach them how to do a flash mob dance to the oh. song. So they're all laying there on the ground, and all of a sudden you're, and they get up, and they're like doing tacos. <laughs> It'll go viral. Uh-huh. They'll all be superstars. Dress one as a robot. Save them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here comes a robot guy. Or just oh, a guy in a wheelchair. Or it's just a guy oh. who huffs silver paint. Yeah. <laughs> just covered. His old face yeah. is covered. A robot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you get a taco, too. So. Easy, Gary. Enjoy it. What's the, what's the answer? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't Shanty know. towns. We designate no. an area of, of, of you know, a place to go where... There was a thing I, I found on the internet, I want to say it was on MySpace years ago, where a guy took um, he took old bicycle wheels and some old, what was all reclaimed stuff, and he built these kind of little boxes that had a little bed in it. Uh, I don't think there was a mattress, but it was a little place to lay. It was a little um, uh, sink area. You'd have to pour your own water in there and some shelves. And if you were a homeless person, you got to sleep in there. And then it had wheels, and you could pick it up and pull it with you wherever you go. So, uh, so somebody was, in, you know, pulling it around with them, or they'd park it somewhere, mm. and then they'd go out and do what they had to do. And at the end of the day, they actually had a little shelter to go in and sleep at night, and it was painted nice and it looked nice, so that they actually had something to come home to, and it was big enough for them to get in there and lay down. And if you're somebody like that poor lady who called yesterday, who's living in her car, and this guy doesn't have a car, he's got a little home. Yeah, but then you have two things. One is you have to pull that with you everywhere because you if don't. you leave it, somebody's well, going to steal it. Yeah, you lock it. You know what I mean? If you, if you lock, you got to come. So what I'm saying yeah, is, if you, you know, say you find a lot that is not being used in Tampa, it's grass is growing over it or something like that. Okay, well we allow a uh, hundred of these little boxes to be parked over here, and each one gets locked to the ground, and you put up a couple of porta potties in there, and. And you and you provide some sort of land for them or something. Yeah, but the only problem is where is that land and how close is it to other people? You know, even if it's within a mile of somebody else, they're going to be like, okay, so we have hundreds of homeless people who have mental problems. No, you and leave I have it. My house right here. You leave it. Yeah, you, you have to. You kind of have to police it, and then you have to kind of. First of all, you ask for neighborhoods that would want it because there's there's some compassionate people out there. Not neighborhoods necessarily, but some business districts. I mean, think about it. Before Armature Works was open, that thing just sat there for yeah. years, empty on a dirty lot that nobody ever even went down near it. There's still a bunch of buildings like that in St. Pete and Tampa that yeah. are just like empty warehouses that you yeah. could use. Is that it, Joey? Showing on Bo TV? Uh, wait till he zooms or out. Something like similar to it. Looked the almost guy, like a phone booth. The, yeah, the guy. Yeah, that's that's it. The guy who built it built it all out of reclaimed stuff, so that stuff looks all brand new. But um, he would just get them and make them, 
And then he would go and leave them around the neighborhoods and tell people, here, they're here for you. Yeah, I don't don't know what the answer is. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people, like you said, that have mental health issues. And the big problem with that is you can't save people that don't want to be saved. You can't help people. Or reason with that. Well, because there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, have problems and then are put on uh, proper medication where they're balanced and stuff. Then they go, oh, I'm fine. I'm doing fine. And then they stop taking the medication. Oh, look, you're definitely not going to help everybody. But you know how they say... I love when people are like, if I could help just one person, oh, shut up. What are you doing with one person? But the truth is, if you got one person who's like, I think I'm pretty much going to kill myself because my life is so miserable, mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, we got a place for you to stay and a chance for you to climb out of it, you just change that person's life, and God knows how they're going to affect other people. Yeah. I, I mean, that would be great, but I just, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Uh, and nobody does. If we did, it would be easy. Uh, Greg, good morning. You're on the Mike Calder Show. Hey, good morning. I just was laughing so hard. I look over, and this dude next to me in a red Toyota Tacoma is absolutely jamming out to the taco song. I thought we were, like, in some nightclub in Ebor. How can you know? It's raining tacos from out of the sky. This goes out to you, Greg. No need to ask why. the guy in the Tacoma. Yeah. Nope. No more worries. Jeff said he could fix the homework oh, problem. All right. Jeff, oh, yeah. what do you got? What do you got? Oh, uh, hey guys. Um, I, you know, we all know that uh, malls have been abandoned left and right, and they're oh, kind yeah. of a dying thing. So I thought maybe using abandoned malls as like rehab centers for the homeless, where like the anchors of the of the malls could be, you know, like clinics. And say uh, rehab centers and um, employment centers, and then all the store. What were the stores of the malls? Could be like little inexpensive um, dormitories, uh, apartments. Yeah. With that, a, but are with there a, a lot of abandoned malls out there? Carmen, here in Tampa Bay. Yeah. We had for, where the Bucks uh, headquarters are used to be a mall. Uh, further down Hillsborough Avenue, down near the Hard Rock, there used to be another mall. Largo used to have a mall. We had so many abandoned malls here. That's a good idea, sir. Thank you. And but obviously, are they doing anything with them? Yeah, or well, they, they just... turned the one in Hillsborough Avenue into an office center. Okay. Uh, they knocked the one down where One Buck Place is, and they built the uh, One Buck Place. Uh, you know, but and and obviously somebody has to pay because the, that that property is somebody's property. But that's a really interesting idea because you have the building already. You have the anchors. You have your Macy's on one side, and you have your uh, I don't know, whatever, shopping, Burdines. Burdines, yeah. On the other, and and those are clinics or uh, places for you to get checked in. And then each one of those stores are turning into dorms, and uh, you, you're allowed to live there for 90 days. Mm-hmm. 90 days to get your, uh, your feet on the ground, and, you know, you do it right. You keep it clean. Anybody with drugs is out. Anybody who causes a problem out, and families can go in there. I actually, I actually like that. I mean, obviously, it's unrealistic because... The idea that, you know, it's all could just happen with an empty building. I mean, you need tons of money to go in there, but it's actually a pretty good idea if you had the money for it. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. Uh, Scott, good morning. You're on the Mike Calder Show. Hey, good morning, Mike. I had a solution. I think that they should send a Cox affiliate. It, um, maybe I said that wrong. Cox affiliate is, is your station. Mm-hmm. Um, over to play those same kids' songs all day on the radio during the day to annoy everybody downtown. <laughs> yeah, it'll drive you away from the place. In the, uh, I, I got to tell you, if I went down there in the day, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at all. It's raining tacos. I get tacos all the sky. Bob Taco Bell, I'm like, keep playing it. So, homeless taco purchases went up 85% last month. You know how sometimes you'll be in a nightclub and they'll be free shots and they have like extra liquor and they come around and pouring shots and stuff. If I owned a Mexican restaurant, I'd play this and it'd be free tacos while it was going on. Get up on a table and you just throw tacos out there. Uh, I'd like to point out, if you're just tuning in, this is not an official weather report. It is not, in fact, raining tacos. Or or men or any of that other stuff. Yes. You'd get in the line and you'd have like one guy would give you a taco shell, another guy put hot meat in your mouth. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Cheese and lettuce. <laughs> then you turn to a girl with sour cream in her mouth and you make out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, when we come back from break, two things I want to talk about. One is the XFL. 
and how I'm now convinced it's going to be a failure again. And the other thing is hoaxes and conspiracies in Hollywood that I never heard of before. Some that I have, but some other ones that are amazing. All right. Like John Benet Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Remember? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 